0: The top five bets for week 17 and we're getting into it. Beautiful people out there in the streets right now. The number five bet that I'm on is going to have a quarterback change here and it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers minus 12 and a half versus the Houston Texans. The Texans are coming off of a big win against the Los Angeles Chargers and that's going to spike the marketplace especially when you remember that the San Francisco 49ers lost in primetime on Thursday night football against the Titans. But those are two totally different wins and losses. The Texans being able to run the ball on the league's worst run defense DVOA-wise and EPA-wise in the Los Angeles Chargers is a different story than coming in now against a top 5 run stop in defensive line in the San Francisco 49ers. And the complete opposite can be said for the San Francisco 49ers now facing the Texans compared to the Titans. The Titans are a totally different team on not just The defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball when you have superstar weapons like an AJ Brown returning for them. San Francisco's weak part is probably their cornerbacks, which AJ Brown in that Thursday night game was able to take advantage of. I hate to break it to you. Yes, Brandon Cooks is is solid, but he's not going to bully you. He's not this monster 220, 230 pound receiver. He's not that type of guy who can bully you nonstop the entire game. And I get it. Davis Mills has been playing better as of late but let's not kid ourselves they won that game because they were able to run the ball down the throat of the Los Angeles Chargers, which is not going to be able to be the case against this here san francisco team a defensive line and run stop that ranks fourth fourth in run stop dvoa and epa this year the 49ers beat down on poor teams right this is a 13 and a half point spread at Open that because of the jimmy g not going to play news and trey lance in which i don't really I, I, the experience matters but i don't think changes the number all that much we get a nice 12 and a half number here it might even move more in our favorite as the rest of the week goes on but they beat down on bad teams recently beating atlanta by 18 recently beating jacksonville by 20 i like this spread here against a houston team that i put in that same ballpark as those other two teams mentioned you get one of the best if not the best rush offense in the nfl now going up against a bad offensive defensive line bad defensive line if you will all capitals b-a-d and that houston defensive line right now ranks 31st in tackling 30th in run defense epa it's going to be a good spot for the top five rush offense in the san francisco 49ers we take them minus 12 and i Half the number four top bet of the week. We're going to Vegas and in Indy, and there's a quarterback possible situation going in. Carson months originally was going to be ruled out. The new changes to the NFL COVID C19 protocols is now going to make it so that Carson Wentz could return by Sunday if his symptoms get better. Either way, I don't care. I like the under on this game. If Wentz is out, we like it even better. I like the under 45 as of this recording, and this is going up just a couple of minutes and hours before it goes out. So, right now, under 45 in this game, there's a lot of reasons why it's not just and honestly, the quarterback thing didn't even spark this. I liked this before the Carson Wentz news came out. I I prepped this video and now we're here still and it's a similar to under. It does mainly become a bet on if whoever is starting at quarterback for the Colts can move the ball effectively consistently with big plays and whether that is Carson Wentz, we haven't seen it this year I know he's been solid but in terms of consistently with big plays has not been there this year without turnover worthy plays also being mixed in and if it's Sam Ellinger from Texas I'm definitely not going to think that there's upside there I mean he, he won us a preseason slate but no and the reason I say this is because the Raiders rank sixth overall in stopping the run like their rush offense their rush defense DVOA is, is very good and if you saw last week Jonathan Taylor had a big 40 yard run but I mean they limited him the Cardinals they slowed out the stop the run teams are going to sell out the stop the run and say hey Carson beat us beat us Carson and last week he played decent but it wasn't elite by any means the way to beat the Raiders is they play single high safety so you just throw over the top you get one-on-one matchups somewhere on the field you throw over the top right and and that's the way to beat them that's the way that you can beat them but that's not the way that the Colts play football and even if they did Carson Wentz right now is just average he's average in big time throws he's average according to pro football focus 14th overall he's number 12 in EPA per play so he's just been average so far this year which is better than they probably thought they were getting but it's still not enough for me to say oh yes I think he's going to propel a 24 point scoring offense 27 28 point scoring offense for the Colts today and then you look at the opposite side of this equation so that's the reason why I think that they're going to be able to bottle up to an extent even if Jonathan Taylor goes for 120 yards I, I don't care as long as he's not scoring five touchdowns just keep that clock turning keep the pace going the Colts are the slowest paced team in the NFL right now we love that for the under and on the other side of this game the Raiders I put out a tweet earlier this week follow me over there at salvage dfs I mean what you're getting right now is a team that is totally different no rugs and no Waller and I don't think Waller's going to play this week we'll see but this is a awful team the upside from this team is completely shot it's all Josh Jacobs now like you saw last week having like a career high rushing this Raiders offense has not scored more than 17 points in the last month they have scored 15 9 16 and 17 points Carr Derek Carr is 35th in deep ball percentage the last four games without rugs and without Waller, and during that time they're averaging about 14 points per game 35th in the nfl out of 32 starting teams in deep default percentage there's no downfield no big play upside he was top three in that category the first six weeks of the season i like the under no big plays from either team in this game we take the under the Tray bomb the trace that's number three best bet of the week to the beautiful people out there hey The number three bet, another under. Another under 45. It just so happens to work out that way with yet again some teams from the same division. The Los Angeles Chargers here and the Denver. Broncos under 45 these guys played earlier this year and that game also went under 45 but there's a lot of reasons I like the under 45 here I mean you just saw the Houston Texans do whatever they wanted last week against the Chargers on the ground and although Brandon Staley says they have to evaluate the defense and change that I don't know how much you're going to change in about a six-day period so we know Denver's game plan going into this one we know that they're going to probably try and run the ball a whole lot no matter who's back there at quarterback for them it's not really going to move the needle in terms of their team total over they're going to try and run the ball with what they have decent tight ends a stud young running back in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon who for some reason because he's older people don't like him but he's continuously being effective for them and when rex Burkhead goes for 120 plus yards and a couple of touchdowns yeah it makes melvin gordon look like an absolute superstar walking into this week the first two times that these teams met denver wins 28 to 13 it goes under this 45 that you're looking at right now denver only throws 25 times if they don't have to throw all that much in that game and they run 31 times and they win on the ground and now they get the charges rank 31st in run defense epa who ranked 24th in tackling who right now denver is a bottom five team in pace so this is perfect denver says hey we like to slow the game then we like throwing the ball and oh this team is going to at least let us have the ability to do that in seven of the nine last games for denver their games have gone under 45 points and the only two that happened over the last nine games the last 10 weeks when you include their bye, the last 10 weeks they have Two games that have gone over forty-five points. One has totaled forty-six points, so just barely, they're not blowing these out of the water. Forty-six points against Dallas when they beat Dallas. And then the other one is 48 points in a win versus Detroit. So even when, even when their wins are going over this number, it's just barely getting there. We have a really good chance here. On the opposite side for the Chargers, they might get Mike Williams back because of the new COVID rules. They might get Jalen Guyton back on the outside to get that offense fully back. They're probably gonna get already Eckler back. But I mean if Mike Williams is to lose, even better now for the under because big play upside goes out the window. But we do like what we're seeing here. And Patrick Soutan will be out there. Seeing Mike Williams can hold that down for the big play upside. We're mainly banking on the fact that Denver. They dictate the pace of the games that they play in, and they're going to be able to maybe better than ever in this matchup like they did the first time because of that Chargers run defense. And as we transition into bet number four, I want to give you all a free bet up to $100 for your props this weekend, so be sure to take advantage of it using the code SAL. I took, personally, this is a prize Picks. It's an over-under on player props. They are the best in the industry. It is not even close. so many options to choose from, and it is legal in a way more states florida texas new york wherever you might be it is legal there so check it out use the code sal you get a free bet up to hundred dollars i take antonio brown over 75 and a half receiving yards and david montgomery over 64 and a half rushing yards i have antonio brown projecting out for 98 receiving yards so 20 plus yards over this and i have david montgomery for over 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 80 rushing yards so i have them for about 20 yards over that these are my two favorite props as of right now on the board you can take them you get a free bet up to 100 dollars to tail this if you use the code sal on prizepicks.com this is indeed a limited time offer so be sure be sure to act not now but right now use the code sal and take advantage of this next bet might as well scream out the public play of the week right but the public doesn't always lose and i agree with them i agree with them here and i don't even know who the fuck this public is it's this this big scary ghost in the closet you gotta let out but I agree with them this week. It's the Rams minus 3.5 versus Baltimore, right? The Rams over the last four games have won them all, have won them all by at least a touchdown or more. Some good teams in there like the Cardinals, some good, maybe good teams in there like the Minnesota Vikings. Some used to be good teams in there like the Seattle Seahawks. And now this Rams team and they really, their defense is now fully back from COVID, whether it's their safeties, whether it's their cornerbacks, whether it's their defensive line, they're, they're, they're fully back. Von Miller, right? They're back. They're, they're top two rush defense they're middle of the pack put trending upwards secondary because the pass rush is getting there more so that bodes well for them and on the opposite side of the field they're facing a team that started three different quarterbacks over the last three weeks and somehow mark andrews has gone over 100 yards with each of those guys just absolute terror right now that he is on but shelve that conversation because you get baltimore who right now who's struggling who's struggling with their team being a shell of itself before the season even started losing their top three running backs to just injury after injury after injury to losing Marcus Peters early on. And since then, the secondary has only continued to drop. They've been down Lamar Jackson, of course. Their backfield right now looks like a geriatric center with Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray back there. So it's just a shell of itself. And all of this means... How are we getting a minus 3.5 spread? How? I mean, I know that this is a situation where they're going on the road. I understand that. If if we even believe in that home field advantage anymore, it doesn't seem like it for how the Ravens have been playing lately. But when you're looking at this matchup for Stafford, his top three receivers, Tyler Higbee, and you see that this Baltimore secondary this season is in the exact same category, the exact same area as Detroit, who has no cornerbacks. As Jacksonville, whose cornerbacks are very suspect and the New York Jets, and then they're not generating any pressure being bottom half of the league at generating pressure. It doesn't help that secondary. How does this not turn into a situation where the Rams can do whatever they want. You flip the script to the other side, to the Rams, and yeah, without Daryl Henderson, they might go to run the ball more with Tony Michelle as they have been for almost the last month. And even if that's the case, I think they find success there as well. You had to play action passing more efficiently and more effectively, right? And you get a situation where the Rams rank so far number three in neutral pace this year. If they're ranking number three this season in neutral pace, that's gonna open up so much opportunity for them in this game, whether it is they're down a touchdown, whether they're up by three and they can quick fire. Where on the opposite side, Baltimore currently ranks right now bottom five in the NFL in pace so when they get down it's really difficult for them to mount the comeback it's really difficult for them to finish that comeback off which gives us even more faith in the Rams they can score quick and make up points quick Baltimore can't you have more outs with the Rams at this minus three and a half point Bet. And you might go back and you might look at oh, but over the last eight games there's a trend. The Ravens have kept five of their last eight games within three points. But you look at the teams they're facing: the Browns, the Bears, Pittsburgh's in there. I know the Packers are in there. The Packers, who kind of let up in the second half, played a lot more soft shells against Tyler Huntley, who might start this week if Lamar can't go. But we can't start looking at that trend and then compare this this healthy Rams team on a four game win streak we can't compare that team to the Browns the Bears the Steelers we we just can't It's, it's not even worth mentioning the trend If you want to compare it to a one game sample of the Packers it's a different story but again that's a one game sample so give me the Rams minus three and a half for you beautiful people out there we're going to stamp it on our forehead public play of the week but hey We don't care because sometime, sometime we're the people's champ. Sometime we have to be the people's champ out there in the streets. And this week, we're the public, we're the people's champions. And for our fifth bet, we just mentioned these two shit teams. And those teams are going to be Cleveland versus Pittsburgh on a night game. We got to watch this game in prime time. Can we stop watching Big Ben in prime time? Can we stop watching Baker Mayfield with one shoulder, the poor guy going out there in prime time? I'm taking the under 41 and a half. I know this is a low total. It opened at like 42 in some spots. Hopefully you got it there. At under 41 and a half, do we even have to break it down as far as this is the Steelers versus the Browns? Is that all I have to tell you? This is Baker Mayfield with one shoulder versus Big Ben Roethlisberger right now, two slow paced teams. Let's look at it. Big Ben and Pittsburgh's last five games, they're averaging seventeen point four points per game. The separated shoulder of Baker Mayfield and Cleveland's last six games are averaging fifteen points per game. There you go, thirty two point four points per game out of this team's these teams last month and a half. That's all you need to know on the under. Obviously, I'm talking a little bit tongue in cheek and joking there, but there's a point of it that makes a lot of sense as well. I mean, these guys just don't have playmakers. Big Ben does not hit deep throws baker mayfield has never in his career hit deep outside throws that's why odell beckham jr is not there that's why donovan peoples jones last week was running down the field and and three times the ball's overthrown one time he has to try and make an acrobatic diving catch and he gets credited with a fucking drop the first time these teams matched up it was a 15 to 10 victory it was very slow paced and sluggish i expect the same Steelers run defense is not great but they were able to bottle up they didn't have Kareem Hunt, so he'll be back for this one. But they were able to at least bottle up what you were getting out there out of Nick Chubb, Dearness Johnson, Demetrius Felton. 21 carries, 86 yards, and a score on the ground. Cleveland ranks top five in rush offense DPA. The Steelers are borderline bottom five in defense there. So Cleveland's going to try and run the ball. I mean, that's their whole entire offense. It's the only reason why they were in the game. I can't believe they didn't keep running the ball against the Packers. They probably would have had a chance at a game-winning field goal on that final drive. But they're going to run the ball. Getting Kareem Hunt back, they're going to run the ball. So as long as we don't get these three rushing touchdown games from these running backs, they're breaking long runs. The Steelers, even if they're giving up, five yards of carry four yards of carry whatever it might be just you know bottle it up to an extent to keep that clock ro- rolling both of these quarterbacks stink. they rank bottom 10 in the nfl and epa expecting points added and cleveland is the second slowest pace teams only in front of right now only in front of the indianapolis colts so you're gonna get a slow paced game here with lacks of big play upside we just we just have to avoid pick sixes punt block for touchdowns all those fluky type plays that can happen here if this game has none of those and it's just up to the offenses to score field goals and touchdowns two point convert all that stuff we're gonna to be into a good spot. There's not going to be that much scoring. Going up and down the field right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers and this Cleveland team is very difficult. We only get we even get the benefit if COVID news was to break out on either of these teams again. We get some benefits there of having the under for all these unders that we're taking right now. I'm very scared and and, and not wanting to take overs because of that reason. But these situations, those are five bets that stand out. That's a free bet up to hundred dollars on the props on price picks. Use the code Sal for a free bet up to $100. The bets are back. The playoffs are here. The best bets video will be here every week now that Thursday Night Football is over. And we got the bandwidth to crank these out. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you all in advance. My name's Sal Vetri, at DFS on Twitter. And I'll see you all when I see you, gang. And I'll see you in the next ones. New videos on this channel drop every single day. Best of luck this weekend, everybody. And when you win the Dollar Ruskies and they ask you, where did you win that money from? Tell them, I know football. And football, yeah, football knows me.